And welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Football with Gumbo. Y'all know what it is. My name is Ja. Hey, you know it's Dugo over here. What's going on, folks? It's a tough week, Dugo. I don't know how to really break the news to everybody, but I'm going to get it out the way before I get ribbed on. Uh, I lost in the playoffs this week, boys. I know some of y'all might have as well. So uh, just take one second. Cheers to us. Bad lineup decisions kind of fucked me over. Some of y'all might have had some players who got hurt, such as the Jamar Chase. And some of y'all, on the other hand, had a Christian McCaffrey 40-point performance in your lineups. Uh, regardless of how you feel, it was an interesting week of fantasy. And Dugo, the first thing I want to talk about is actually the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, because Jamar Chase is supposedly, at least you told me he was day-to-day. Yeah, I mean, that's at least what I had heard, um, I believe. It might have been like right after the game or something. I think the coach was saying uh, something along the lines of Jamar's looked at as day to day. If you're on the Sleeper app, if you utilize Sleeper, uh, at least today I saw he went from 12 points to zero. So I'm a little bit uh, concerned right now about him, if I'm going to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, like day to day means. Like, he might miss some practices, but, like, he's not going to be, you know, like, he's going to be there uh, come game day. But with Sleeper already putting him at zero points, I mean, obviously they might just be planning for the worst, but, like, you know, usually someone has a little bit of inside knowledge over there. Like, yo, like, this is kind of what we're thinking. So, I don't know, man. Like, it's just one of those things to where I'm a little bit confused. But, you know, you always have to have your backup plays. So, like, right now, like, I'm looking at possibly, like, an Adam Thielen against the Packers Mm -hmm. or even, like, a Romeo Dobbs, you know, going against the Panthers himself. So, I mean, you just got to go with your backup plans or, you know, you might be lucky with your waiver wire this week. I know a little early to be dipping into the waiver, but, you know, there is supposedly chances of, you know, like a Mike Thomas, you know, old Mikey coming back from IR and possibly playing this week. Michael Thomas for the Saints? Michael Thomas for the Saints. And then, you know, there's also rumors of Rashad Penny possibly coming off of IR and uh, playing for the Eagles. Obviously, Eagles need a jolt. Their office has been pretty good. You can't say nothing necessarily too bad about that, but they do need a jolt. Maybe Rashad Penny might do it for them. Man, if Rashad Penny came back and went off, I'd actually be kind of surprised. Hey, bro, he did it last year, though. Like, he did it last year. There's always, like, these sporadic times where he's coming back off of injuries and the guy just pops (laughs) off of, like, he just pops off for 20 points. Yo, imagine if Rashad Penny won you a championship. Hey, bro, he just might. might. That's geeked. Um, Rashad Penny was somebody we talked a lot about last offseason. Dugo asked the notorious question of who would you rather draft from the Eagles' backfield between... Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift, and Kenny Gainwell. And uh, I told you boys DeAndre Swift. And Dugo told you Rashad Penny. Um, But in retrospect, in our league that matters, Dugo's in the playoffs still and I'm not. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, Moving forward, Eagles, they look like they suck now. I don't know what's going on with Jalen Hurts, Dugo. Um, Nah, bro. It's not Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts still put put up. Is it the offense? I don't think it's the offense. I think this defense might be a little worse than what I had initially thought. They replaced the coordinator, didn't they? Well, they replaced the coordinator again. So, uh, Gannon, the coach for the Cardinals, he was the coordinator last year for him, And so, <laughs> Yo, now what? it's, yeah, like, Matt Patricia's pretty much taken over as the D.C. It was... 
this one guy from uh, the Seahawks, actually, who was their defensive coordinator up to this point this season. Mm-hmm. But Sean DeSanti or something, like, he's kind of just shit the bed. Yeah. Or Desai, I think is his last name. Uh, so it's one of those things where, like, what the fuck? The so Philadelphia's pass defense is god-awful. Like, y'all know, I guess surprising to all of us, we've been starting our receivers against the Philadelphia Eagles defensive back group. Right? Like, I think they're bottom of the league in terms of pass defense, and that's a defense that helped take them to a Super Bowl last year. Like, they've dropped off a lot. Yeah, dude, it's pretty crazy. I feel like, well, one of the things that they always talk about during the games now, if you're watching the games, is they always talk about, like, the turnover differential compared this year to last year. Yep. And, yeah, it's it's completely different compared to last year. Jalen Hurts' turnovers and... The turnovers, turnovers in general are up, and mm-hmm. if you look at their defense, they're pretty staggeringly lower than last year. 100%. So it's pretty crazy, and they also are like one of the only teams that don't really get sacks on third down. Like, It's pretty wild at this point, dude. Yeah, so they don't generate a lot of pressure, but there is haha, a lot of pressure on y'all right now. Because if you're listening to the episode, I mean, you're probably going through a lot. You're stressed out. These are some of the most stressful weeks of the year. Outside of fantasy, I mean, you guys might be traveling for Christmas this year. We got New Year's coming up. A lot of shaking and moving. Uh, But I guess let's let's bring it back to shaking and moving. Let's talk about the Bengals once again because we started with Jamar Chase. Uh, T. Higgins is probably going to step in as a wide receiver one if Chase does miss time. And then Tyler Boyd's going to be wide receiver two. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this week, I think those guys are going to be playing against the Steelers. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Steelers have kind of been spiraling the last few weeks. We'll see what happens. But, I mean, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, where do you rank them, uh, I guess, in regards to uh, the rest of the wide receiver class this week? Are these startable guys for you? I would definitely. Yeah, I would definitely say so, especially with the Steelers uh, having some injuries and, you know, even some suspensions in their defense. Uh, I believe both of their safeties are now officially out, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Micah Fitzpatrick, I believe, has an ankle issue. And uh, Casey, uh, he was just suspended for the rest of the season for that hit that he put on Pittman Jr. Mm-hmm. If you guys had seen that, it was a pretty brutal hit. Um, so, yeah, I would honestly say that, you know, if it's – if it's me, I think that T. Higgins is going to continue to be on this rocking path that he's on. And Tyler Boyd is going to be able to suffice for at least a nice little flex play, I would say. Yeah, I think he's good for about four to five catches. I would say so at least. And shit, dude, I would even put Trent Irvin in that place as well. Uh, I mean, it's just one of those things, dude. Like, he's just always filled whenever someone's been out. So, if you need a spot start, I would look towards Trent Okay. Now, in terms of projections, T. Higgins is projected for close to 13 points this week, so that would make him wide receiver seven uh, on the week. Now, other guys that are around his ranking, someone like a Keenan Allen. If you have Keenan Allen, do go. And we saw what the Chargers did last week. They fired their coach after that Thursday night game. Um, I guess, just from your opinion, like, do you think Keenan Allen should even play the rest of this year? Or do you try to go out there and get production out of them because you don't know how much more you're going to get? Maybe you can... Well, that's a that's completely different from what I would do from fantasy football. I mean... If you're the Chargers, what do you do with uh, Keenan Allen, I guess? I don't know, man. Like, it's one of those things to where you probably start him just because, 
you're paying him how many millions of dollars to be out there. So it, obviously he's going through some injuries right now. Uh, and if he's not able to start, then obviously don't push it because you have all of next year. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if he's ready to go and able to go, you got to start him. And if you're starting him uh, in real life, then you got to start him in fantasy. I have mean, you have you ever had a shoulder injury before? Uh, not necessarily a shoulder injury, but I had uh, broken my humerus, which okay. is the upper part of your arm. How long did that take, I guess, for you to recover? Uh, well, it was a full break, so I was in a cast for, I believe it was six to eight weeks. Or um, high school? I, no, it was uh, middle school. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so I had that break, and then, yeah, I also had to go to uh, physical therapy and everything after that as well, so. Yeah, how was, um, so, because one thing I saw was that Keenan Allen, like, didn't get surgery on his right. shoulder, fucked up shoulder. Um, I guess, like, end of the year... If you have him in fantasy, are you already making plans to have him replaced? Like, I don't know. Like, I guess, like, what's your strategy if you're a Keenan Allen owner and you're still in it? Well, I mean, if you're a Keenan Allen owner, if you're still in it, what I would personally do is I would just move him to my flex spot. And I would just know that, you know, get the day of the game, if you got to be able to fill him in if he's going to be out. That's the way at least I would do it. Because if he's playing, like I said, you got to start the cat. He's too valuable not to. Even with Ethan Stick? Yeah, even with Ethan Stick. Even last week, he was able to show that he was at least a little productive. So you got to at least start the guy. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of receivers, last one I really want to, uh, I guess, like hit on, though, is DJ Moore plays the Arizona Cardinals this week. Okay. And that's really, I guess, for lack of a better word, like that's a juicy matchup for him. Uh, he's projected for 13 points. It's a midday game. Arizona Cardinals aren't great against the pass. Now, you know, Justin Fields is Justin Fields. But over the last four weeks, I mean, DJ Morris finishes wide receiver 12 or better, uh, three of the four. This week he gets an easy matchup against the Cardinals. Is he startable for you if you're in the playoffs still? I mean, these questions are like I'm a first grader and you're asking I gotta me ask what you. 2 plus 2 is. I gotta yes, ask you. Yes, 100%, dog. Like, it's it's one of your easier starts. I mean, you just laid it out yourself. I mean, it's an easier matchup against the Cardinals group who, I mean, they're pretty young themselves. But, I mean, DJ Moore has been able to take advantage of some pretty, you know, shoddy secondaries the last few weeks. And I don't think that's going to be coming to a close here anytime soon. Yeah, that was a dumbass question now that I think about it. I mean, bro, you keep asking me about these wide receivers who are projecting the top 10. I mean, ask me about it. T. About Higgins is new, though. T. Higgins is like no, somebody no, like, like we, he wasn't projected bro, top 10 T. Higgins, last week. T. Higgins could be projected eight <laughs> points and you're still starting that motherfucker. Just based off talent alone. All right. Well, I just wanted your opinion. I like DJ Moore. I think he pops off this week. Um, he's somebody that I think should get over 13, 14, 15 points for you. I got him ranked as maybe like a low-end wide receiver one. Yeah, receiver I, I mean, I don't know why you want I mean, he's startable. At this point, I don't really necessarily look at guys as wide receiver ones, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, or anything at that point. I just look at guys at startable or not. I mean, there's so many people who have gone down from injuries or, you know, what have you at this point in the year. To where you gotta stop nitpicking where you're gonna rank these cats and just say, do I trust my gut with starting him? And more times than not, your gut's gonna be able to tell you. And if you don't, hit us up on Twitter at the Gumbo Pod, and we can probably help you out with some of your decisions. But you know, 
it's not always a rankings thing. Sometimes you just got to be looking at their matchups and, you know, just have a good gut feeling about it, guys. You know what? That's true. And you know what? Fuck it, man. It's story time. So I'm in about three playoff leagues right now. I play in a total of about four leagues uh, this year. And in three of them, playoffs, cool. But there's only one that really matters, and it's my home league. It's my league I play with, with you know, my boys. I play with Dugo here. And it's it's the one where we talk shit. We talk shit. It's energy. It's chaotic. It's crazy. And I love every minute of it. And so this year was a pretty good year for me. I drafted Christian McCaffrey. I got Puka Nakua in the 12th round. Uh, you know, at one point I drafted Dak Prescott, who went on a run, but I dropped him. But it's been a lot of ups and downs, and I had a very down week this week. Week one of the playoffs, I had a decision to make between Kyler Murray versus the 49ers and Jordan Love versus versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, if y'all know shit about defenses, Tampa Bay sucks at pass defense. All right, that's just the truth. Uh, but anywho, I turned on the TV. It was like 11.50 in the morning on Sunday morning. I turned on the TV and, you know, it's, uh, I think it was on CBS and it's the Packers versus Buccaneers pregame. And in the pregame at Lambeau Field, I saw rain and I don't like rain when I'm starting a quarterback. I don't want fucking rookie receivers slipping on routes. And I looked at my sleeper app and I saw Kyler Murray had a 325 game against the Niners. We were missing a lot of defensive pieces, but the key thing to it was it was Kyler Murray playing in Arizona and playing in a dome. Half the Niners defense is out. He's at home in a dome. Fireworks. Gang, I did not get fireworks. Uh, I got a shit show. I lost my matchup by two and a half points, and the difference between Jordan Love and Kyler Murray was six in Jordan's favor. Jordan scored six more points than Kyler. And, uh... I stand here today as a loser. So that was my loser ass story. I appreciate y'all for tapping in every week to gumball. Um, but moving forward out of this week, other leagues I got, I'm really interested in potential waiver wire pickups um, and guys who might be able to go ahead and provide value to my lineup that, you know, I can just go out there and kind of scoop, add to an already, you know, stacked roster. Uh, so I want to ask you, Dugo, was there anybody on the waiver wires that, I don't know, you might keep an eye on. Um, and might be startable for you in this week 16 uh, matchup this weekend. Man, there's a couple people, man. There's definitely a couple people. One in particular, though, that I don't think many people are thinking about is Michael Carter for the Cardinals. Michael Carter for the Cardinals has been picking up a lot of steam lately, if you ask me. And this last performance against the 49ers when he went for 6.7 points in a full PPR league is... Pretty decent, if you ask me, especially if this is his third, fourth week with the team. Mm -hmm. So, I believe going into this game against the Bears, they're going to want to try to utilize him even more than what they have. And especially with, you know, James Conner added mileage. Obviously, he was hurt for a little bit, but, you know, when you can give a little guy a rest, you got him. And I think that they found that guy with Michael Carter. Mm -hmm. So, I think that we've been looking for the pass catching back for the Cardinals. We found it, and especially against uh, defense where Kyler Murray might be getting out of the pocket a little bit faster. Uh, 
I feel I think it's a Montez Sweat. Uh, I believe he has six sacks since he's gotten to the Bears. So I believe that he's been adding a lot of pressure, which is going to make him scramble out of the pocket, which Kyler is going to probably find Michael Carter on nice little check downs, whatnot. So expect Michael Carter to have above average week if you need just a little uh, plug and play. Michael Carter, dynasty-wise, uh, do you think that his dynasty value sees an improvement now that he's in Arizona? I personally would, yeah. I think that they're in a organ or he's in an organization right now where I mean they're just trying to pick up pieces and run with it if it works with that team. Mm-hmm. And so far he has worked. So I do like him going forward. I think is if he has a good push end of the season, he's a sell high candidate for me in Dynasty. That's fair. Sell high, go ahead and get some value while you can. While you can, because you never know who the Cardinals might draft. Uh, is there anybody else on the waiver wires that you're looking at, though? I mean, Tajay Spears is uh, popping up. I like him a lot. And, bro, there's this is Cat who's just been popping off the last three weeks specifically. Mm-hmm. Has a touchdown in the last three games. The last three? The last three games. Oh, who? The Marcus Robinson for the Rams. Dude, the most random receiver. The most random receiver. What the fuck? But... Yo, he's been consistent. <laughs> Yo, he got touches last week. I saw that game. Hey, bro. I saw gosh. that game. He got his touches. He got his touches. He had a fat, like, uh, he had a big rush attempt for, like, 15 yards or something like that. 23-yard rush attempt. Yeah. He also had two passes. One went for a tutty. The game before, he had 10 targets, so. He's their new 2-2 Atwell. Yeah, bro. I, I look, He's definitely the three on that team. Mm-hmm. And especially, like I said, folks, like, if you're running into an issue where you're running into injuries, this guy might be the guy where you can just plug and play and just hope for a touchdown because, yo, we've we've seen it time and time again in the last three weeks. If you're too busy covering Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and Tyler Higby and you also have Kyron Williams out of the backfield, motherfucker, you got to not guard someone. And sometimes it's just Demarcus Robinson because he's probably a little less efficient. But you know what? He can still catch touchdowns, folks, and that's what he's doing. That offense is going to look crazy next year when they actually get a deep threat. If they keep Puka and Cooper Cup and they have a guy to open up the field. Yeah. That's going to be a crazy offense next year with Kyron and Matt Stafford. So something to look forward to, man. I like the Rams and the the direction I guess they're going. They're a young team. Uh, speaking of a young team, the Packers lost this week to the Buccaneers. Y'all. We have now lost to the Giants and the Buccaneers in the last two weeks. Uh, the final three are going to be really crucial for us. Jordan Love, once again, the guy I wish I started in our league. He played a pretty good game on uh, on Sunday, though. I can't get too mad at him. And I guess moving forward, you know, with him being a top-ten quarterback the last four weeks now, or I guess three of the last four, startable this week. Um, Jordan Love, as you guys know, quarterback for the Packers, is going to be playing uh, this week at Carolina. Now, that's a really good pass defense. The rush defense might be soft, but the pass defense is pretty pretty good. Yep. Um, do you trust Ron Love against an elite defense in the playoffs? I mean, I would probably say so at this point just because as much as like he's making some critical errors and stuff, he still seems to be putting up points, which is all that really matters. And he has connections with some of his uh, receivers. I like it, man. I would probably play him. Uh, he also, I believe Musgrave might be coming back as well, so might be able to open up a little bit more. 
But one other waiver wire pickup I want to talk about before we skedaddle off of this. Hunter Henry for the pit or for the Patriots. If you need a tight end, this guy has been on an absolute tear the last two weeks. And I'm telling you guys, I've told you this before. I know I said it last week, but when you have a young quarterback who's looking for, you know, just to make something work, mm-hmm. that quarterback's going to be looking for his biggest targets, which are typically tight ends. Hunter Henry is Bailey Zappi go or is Bailey Zappi's go to right now. He has to be. You think they go and score a bunch of points in Denver? I think that he's going to be one of the reasons why they aren't completely blown out. <laughs> that was fair. I, I think that Hunter Henry's going to get another touchdown. I know he said I know right now it says he's questionable, but at the end of the day, I think he's going to play, and I think if you play him, you're not going to be like, dude, go, what the fuck? What the fuck? Dude, Hunter Henry's one of those dudes who will go out there and get you, like, four catches but score three touchdowns. You know? Like, he's a Some dice Jimmy roll. Jimmy Graham-type numbers, dog. He's a dice roll. But I do like the fact... Like, here's what's going to happen in that Denver Patriot game. Uh, Denver's either going to blow him out the water, or New England's going to keep it competitive and potentially win. Right? So, regardless, in either situation, they're going to have to pass to keep up or keep pace. I like Hunter Henry this week. I actually think that's a pretty good pretty good pickup. He's going to be one of my guys. Hey. Pretty sure. Uh, Dontavian Wicks, if he's available in your free agency, is somebody I like. I don't know if Christian Watson's going to play with that hamstring injury. But if he doesn't, I like Dontavian Wicks. Uh, and in terms of running back, in week 16... If you're playing like a deeper league, I think Isaiah Spiller might be interesting. I don't know. They play the Buffalo Bills. He's going to get some opportunity in the backfield. I don't like, I think they're just going to kind of see what they have in the younger pieces. Isaiah Spiller was somebody I liked more than like the field coming out of college. I thought he was an underrated receiver as well. Yo. And if he can go out there and just catch passes out the backfield on the snaps, then that'll go ahead and make him effective in fantasy. Outside of that, it's a really rough waiver wire this week. I think you guys at this point got to roll with your studs. Like I said last week, play the guys on your bench because they're on your bench for a reason. You roster them for a reason. And live and die by those results. I made the mistake of not starting my studs this week. And I lost a, I lost a league because of it. So don't make that mistake, y'all. Start the guys you trust. Start the guys who are on your team. And start the guys who you, you've rode with all year. Like, why not? Yeah, and if you need a QB option by any chance, I think that Nick Mullins is possibly going to be your best option and most uh, waiver wire option or pickups. Other than maybe like a Joe Flacco, I have some trust in him as well. Uh, But Nick Mullins kind of popped off this last weekend. When you have three great wide receivers with Hawkinson, Addison, and... Uh, Jay Jetta, I, I think it's just one of those things to where you're able to have, you know, like a little bit of leniency with just knowing you're going to get some points just based off of their performances. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, outside of that, I don't really have much else. Um, one guy I did want to keep an eye out for is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He had a bunch of points, 18 points last week. And, you know, he finished the week as one of the highest performing running backs. We don't know what's good with Isaiah Pacheco. But Clyde is starting to get those opportunities to show what he can do in this the last year of his contract. So, you know, who's to say in these final opportunities, Kansas City doesn't ride him into the ground and, you know, just give him a shot to kind of show what he can do so he can earn a contract somewhere. 
I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire if Isaiah Pacheco is not available. We'll have to kind of wait and watch the injury report. But, um, yeah, if he plays, I like him in that offense because he provides kind of just some energy. He, he provides good energy for that team. So, Are you trusting Trey Sermon at all? <sighs> yeah. I like Sermon. I really do. I think uh, what he did this past week was pretty dank. But – but Jonathan Taylor might come back. That's what I'm thinking, too. But, like, I feel like they've been easing him in each time that he gets healthy, though. And so I just feel like if you're going to be taking a back who's going to be, you know, second pony to him, I just feel like you got to – you. there's someone else who's going to be able to be startable. And I just – obviously, out of that – I don't like Trey Sermon this week. I don't. That's fair. No, I I, I I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Atlanta has a great rush defense, and they're coming off a loss against the Panthers. So Atlanta's probably going to be just on one, and they'll be performing best at, you know, the positions where they excel. And in this case, that's their run defense, where they're one of the hardest teams to rush against uh, in the NFL. So uh, moving forward, I don't really have much else. Um, if that's all we got, my name's John. Hey, you know, it's Duke over here. Appreciate y'all tapping out those head tops. Good luck to all you guys this week. Uh, tweet us at the gumbo pot if you got questions. Uh, but other than that, good luck. We'll talk to you soon. Happy fishing and peace.